you know, people want to hear about this stuff, and that's why every week we bring you our prophecy update. Now, there's a situation in Egypt right now. On January 31st, the Huffington Post stated, and I quote, protests started on Tuesday, January 25th, when inspired by the successful revolution in Tunisia, thousands of people began taking to the streets to protest poverty, rampant unemployment, government corruption, and autocratic governance of President Hosni Mubarak, who has ruled the country for 30 years. As of yesterday, the news outlets were reporting, and I quote, Egyptian authorities and opposition leaders began talks on ending President Mubarak's 30 years in power before September elections as unprecedented protests demanding his exit entered a 12th, now a 13th day. Now, it's not just Egypt or even Egypt and Tunisia. Revolts of one sort or another are going on in Yemen, in Pakistan, in Jordan, and in Lebanon. People are asking if there is any prophetic significance to what's happening in Egypt and throughout the region, and of course there is. But exactly how these things fit into God's prophetic scheme has yet to be revealed. We can't say exactly how things are going to shake out in Egypt. Uh, the two things we know that are going to happen at some point in prophecy are these. Number one, the world leader that the Bible identifies as the Antichrist will sign a peace treaty with Israel guaranteeing her security. And second, a coalition of nations led by Russia will attempt to invade Israel from the north, but they will be wiped out by God. Israel is the nation most concerned with these various developments. Israel currently has a peace agreement with Egypt and shares a large border with Egypt. No matter who ends up in power, Israel will be affected. What does Israel think about all this? Well, in light of the growing instability of an already unstable region, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu gave a fascinating opening address to his cabinet on January 16. The words he carefully chose are pretty amazing in light of what we read in Bible prophecy. Here are a few quotes from Netanyahu. One of our goals is to achieve peace and security with our neighbors in the region. The region in which we live is unstable. Everyone sees this today. We see this at several points throughout the Middle East. I would say that there is a great island of instability in the geographic expanse in which we live. We hope that stability will be restored. We hope that there will be quiet and security. We are monitoring developments. If there is one conclusion, one clear lesson that arises from all that we see around us, it is that we need to lay the foundations of security in any agreement that we make. We cannot simply say we are signing a peace agreement, close our eyes and say we did it, because we do not know with any clarity that the peace will be honored. We would increase any agreement's chances of being honored by including within it stable and solid security arrangements. But there's another reason why we insist on peace agreements with very strong security infrastructure, and this is because peace can unravel. It could be that there are regime and other changes that may not be expected today, but which could happen tomorrow. Therefore, this government's policy is to bind peace and security together because security ensures peace and protects the state of Israel should it unravel. Now, I read that and I asked myself, did he just say peace and security? 
Well, he did. He did twice as a phrase. And in all, Netanyahu mentioned peace seven times and security nine times. Peace and security or peace and safety, it has to remind you of this New Testament prophecy of the end times, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Now in that passage as elsewhere, the day of the Lord is a reference to the future seven-year great tribulation. The apostle Paul was giving an indicator to show when that day would be close at hand. It would be close at hand when the nation of Israel would be saying peace and safety. One prophecy observer suggested this, and I quote, the prime minister's strong remarks have important ramifications for any treaty Israel will sign. It shows that the next treaty signed by Israel's leadership will be the end times treaty. After all, the end times treaty will be one which will promise Israel the peace and security for which it has been looking. Israel is saying peace and safety or peace and security. We know that at some point on the prophetic calendar, Israel will sign a landmark peace treaty that guarantees her safety and security. The trouble is, Israel signs that treaty with the folks from whom the Antichrist will emerge. And three and a half years into that treaty, the Antichrist will renege on the treaty, entering the temple in Jerusalem, defiling it by demanding to be worshipped as God. These are all standard things, boilerplate prophecy things that we know. I don't think anyone is ready to say exactly how current events in Egypt fit in with last day's prophecy. We'll see. But I do think that Netanyahu's general remarks about the region, about peace and security, are significant when you realize that when they say peace and safety is an important last day's indicator phrase in the Bible. Now, add to that, uh, some of you follow Joel Rosenberg, who uh, is a prolific prophecy writer. Uh, and, and uh, an astute student of prophecy who used to be an advisor to Netanyahu. And I believe that Benjamin Netanyahu chose his words on purpose. Uh, I don't know what the intent of that was, but he knows the phrase peace and safety. Now I remind you that although we follow the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, we're not really waiting for prophecy to be fulfilled, are we? Because Jesus said that at any moment he could return to resurrect and rapture the church. It is an imminent event, could happen right now, could happen at any moment. As prophecy unfolds, it gives us an opportunity to uh, tell people what is about to happen and what inevitably will happen. And, and uh, people are just interested in these things and they give you a great open door to share the gospel. And so every week we ask, are you rapture ready? If not, get ready and stay ready and keep looking up because ready or not, Jesus is definitely coming.